0: Hey, everybody, Jim Salmons here. Happy New Year and welcome to the Kayak Fishing Show live. As always, brought to you by Ballast Point Brewing Company and all of our other great sponsors that you can see scrolling across the bottom. (coughs) Excuse me. I hope everybody had a good, safe holiday, uh, Christmas, New Year, all that. Uh, We're glad to get back to doing these. We're going to try and get back on that regular schedule of every Tuesday and Thursday. Remember, every Tuesday is our Jackson Kayak Years every Thursday is the ocean kayak here, some of our older stuff. So uh, showing those uh, full episodes of the Kayak Fishing Show that maybe you never had a chance to see before. Um, For the next six weeks, we're really stoked that um, our shows will be brought to you by a band of anglers. And for the first few minutes of the show, we're going to have on our good friend, Patrick Sabil, and he'll be going over one of the lines of the products of lures. So you can maybe get a little more in depth, only about 10, 10, 15 minutes, but you can throw some questions up there. And if we can't answer them while that segment is going, we'll get back and answer them uh, later. But uh, also for anybody um, joining, at the end of the six weeks, you're going to have a chance to win a prize package from Patrick a uh, hand-picked selection of lures. And also uh, for the first segment of, uh, for the first 24 hours after this show airs, uh, you'll have a 20% discount at abandofanglers.com uh, on any of the hyper lures. And that's for 24 hours. And then for the rest, the remainder of the week, um, it'll be a 15% discount. So you want to jump on it today if you can the hyper lures, the dart spin, one of my favorite lures, actually been crushing it on it. Um, something is pinging me, <laughs> sorry about that. So um, yeah, so with no further ado, like I said, we cap Patrick about the first 10 minutes of the show to uh, go over his lures. And remember there's that discount code. Let me get this one off the screen. So it's not still scrolling or it is still scrolling. There we go. And uh, without further ado, my good friend, Patrick Seville, we've already discussed. So before you jump in in and say Patrick doesn't look good, Patrick's a very handsome man. He always looks good, but we've had some uh, issues. He's got a a satellite. So we're going to try and rectify that by the time he's on here next week, maybe get a little bit better location so you can see him better. But today Patrick, you're going to talk about, I mean, probably the lure that you've got that I use the most, which is your hyperlastic. And um, so without any further, I'm just going to hand it over to you, give you the full screen. And please, people, throw some questions out there. And uh, like I said, if we can't answer them right away, maybe Patrick can jump in later and answer your questions about the products.
1: Patrick? Sure. All you have to. Hey, thank you. And uh, hello, everybody, live or? The people who will uh, join us later. So this is the, the new A of Anglers catalog. You you can see your own version online. Go on our website, www.abanofanglers.com. And you'll see the link. You can download. You can look at the catalog and see the entire range. Uh, so today, as Jim mentioned, he really of the Hyperlastic Lures. And we decided to start with that that brand. So first of all, the Hyperlastic uh, Lures have are one thing in particular. They are soft plastic. And they are made of a very uh, interesting material that's named soft-tough. So soft-tough, basically soft, well, soft plastic, and very tough. So I know you've probably seen several long-lasting soft plastic. So by itself, uh, long-lasting soft plastic are not exactly new. And to name them, Z-Men have done a fantastic uh, job. I I really love their product. I I love a lot of lures on the market. So when something is good, I like to say that. Z-Men are great. They've done a good thing. When I find that material, There was a key difference that was a bit stiffer that allows me to do more accurate finish like fins, also holes and slots to make it very easy to rig and to avoid for the angler the risk of not um, setting properly the hook. Because as you well know, when you take a soft plastic bait, when you hook the plastic by yourself with the hook, Sometimes on some model, if the hook goes a bit sideways, then the lure don't have the right action, don't get straight, don't get the the movement the way you want. They may even twist in the water. So that was one of the reasons I wanted something that allows me for um, wider uh, opportunities of setting the the hook properly on the bait, having all the time the action I was looking for, and definitely to have great swim action. So that's of tough material really long-lasting, and I developed through using that material several several models. So the first one I want to show to you is this guy. So the name of it is the curly min. Well, curly for curly tail, obviously mean because the front part of the lure looks like a minnow. Um, it's a curly tail, and you may think, well, it's just a curly tail. There are many out there. That's very obvious. Well, that's very interesting, because the softer material, I didn't mention one thing. It's very buoyant. So thanks to that, using the overall shape, using uh, a curly tail, it allows for the body to have actually a swim motion side by side. So that means whether you use the top-order version, which is that one that comes with a wide-gap hook, and you have also a, a ring in the nose where you attach the line for maximum freedom. When you retrieve it on the top, it makes a wake. So actually, the tail works on the top, makes a wake. But you also have that build minnow action where the body move right, left, right, left. We also have the same body with what we call the swim bait model, which have a white gap hook that's weighted. So in one case, the topwater version means when you stop reeling in, it totally floats on top. And it's perfect to replace a frog. It's very, very snagless. You have a big deep cut in the back, so the hook is actually not hidden by itself. That means the hook point is not buried into the plastic, but it's hidden into that deep cut. And that's why the hooking ratio is pretty good. So you can cast like in lily pads. You can cast in the kelp if you're in solar for calicos and stuff like that. And when you have the bite and you, you set the hook, the hook point really exceeds very, very well uh, that bait. And because you have that action where it floats not only You can use it on on top water, but you can also rig it on the Carina rig or on a Texas rig. Meaning, on a Carina rig, for example, say you have one or two feet long leader, you can drag it very slowly when the weight can drag on the bottom. But actually, your Curlymine will always be above the bottom and swim above, which is much better and much easier for the predator to be able to see it and to target it. Um, that's one thing. On a Texas rig, one of the great things, if you fish into logs and rocks or, or also in the kelp uh, in saltwater, well, you know whether you keep that, that uh, Texas rig weight, you know, bullet weight moving, sliding, or if you put something that you pinch into to keep it um, together with it, you know that when you make pause on bottom, that, that bait will always flood like this. So you can have a quite fast, active action if the fish are, are very aggressive and you want to cast and retrieve. You can jig it, make long jig, long pull, let it go down. But you can also work very, very gently on the bottom when some time the fish are more finicky. I have a bait I'm building a very strong relationship with, uh, especially by catching very nice bass. And I've done good on snook in saltwater. I got a good number of bites on tarpoon, so a wide range of, of uses. And it fits very well if you want to put it on a jig head. You know, we also have packs like this, like three piece. So it's very easy to replace on the original hook or to put on a bucktail. Or uh, to put on a jig head, so very very interesting bait. That sinks six inches long. That is the curly Mean. The next bait, well, that's the one that our good friend Jim was talking about. That's dart <laughs> uh, the and dart I pin. Like the dart pin, right now, big one. Now. Like that big one. <laughs> <laughs> so that is the seven inch. That is the f- seven inch. But we have also uh, we have the five and a half, which is right here. We have the four and a half. Here's a duo pack. That means it's packed with two bodies. So you can put them on a white gap hook. You can put them on on head. We have the 3 and a half. We have the 2 and a half. that's coming soon. We have not received them yet. They're on the water or in the boat. Uh, but very teeny if uh, you have light action. So why that that spin bring so much to the table? Because not only you have that soft plastic body with the, 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 the holes and slots, so it's very easy to rig. I mean, just as an example, take that 7-inch, which is great for fishing the kelp, for calico, which is great, for bass, which is great for a number of applications, snook, and stuff like that. Well, with the slots and the holes right here and there, you have a hole in the nose. You have two holes underneath the shin. You have a cut here. You have a hole that go through from the belly all the way to the back. And you have also a, a deep cut also from the back to hide uh, the hook point. So here's the easiest way to rig that bait, and that's true with all those hyper lures. So you take your hook, you go through the hole, so I don't actually hook the plastic itself. Now I bring back the hook here like that together. I just want to make sure it's well centered. And now I'm going to have the hook eye going into the hole here. So you see tech really it's really quick to set uh, to position the hook in place. You can fish in open water and just leave the hook point outside. Or if you fish on a more heavy covered area, just open the back and push the hook down. And that's it. The hook is well covered. Now, it's great also on jig It's a fantastic bait on Alabama rigs. So a lot of things you can do with the dart spin. And again, you have that huge benefit that on on, on the front part of it, you have the soft plastic body that's long-lasting. And then there's a screw, a spring, that's inside the plastic. Not one we can screw because that material is very difficult to screw into it. So actually, we... I have a patent for that. We position that spring into the mold, and then we inject the plastic. And after that, we add a swivel, a split ring, and the blade. So now you have the benefit of a blade that spins, that creates turbulence, which is the main factor for the predator to, to feel uh, the presence of a prey, create flash. And then you have the soft plastic with all the benefits of the softness, of the different ways of being rigging. That's why the, the dart spin It's such a wide, wide range bait that you can use everywhere, fresh salt water, light tackle, heavy tackle. Uh, that's actually the, the lure that gave me the best result for a couple of years now on both tarpoon and snook. Well, obviously, I live in Florida. There's no many calicos right <laughs> Right here. But uh, in the Northeast, striped bass anglers, I mean, are, are, I mean, really are catching tons, tons of them. So several options. More recently, a very, very close bait to the dart spin is the dart prop. So we actually launched the dart prop at the ICAST last summer, and we won uh, the best soft plastic category with the uh, the dart prop sinking model. So we have a sinking. We have a topwater. The one I'm showing you now is a topwater. There's no weight. The sinking have a moving weight. But what is the difference with the dart spin? Well, dart spin have a blade, which create those turbulences and flash when, in fact, the dart prop, well, guess what? I have, if I can grab it, I have a propeller. So now you have a prop bait. Like you know, there's a number of different type of uh, prop bait. You can think of the spy baits. You can think of more active like mirror lures and different brands. But they typically come as a hard body and one to three, you know, small treble hooks. But actually, one of the bla- best place to use a prop bait is on the top or on the side of structure like grass, weeds, uh, lily pads. And the problem is once you hook a fish, such as a bass, and if that fish goes and dive into, now you have the problem that maybe one of the other treble hook may snag into the cover. And now you lose your fish because it can pull away from that. So here you have the benefit of pretty much every single soft plastic bait where you have a big wide gap hook. So once you set the hook, that's the only hook that's in there that's hooked in the fish mouth. And uh, there's no, nothing to worry about the second treble hook. So it's great for both fresh and salt water. And it exists only in 5-inch long at the moment. So the top water version, no weight, perfect to be able to work it slow to medium speed on the top and make some you know, flashes and, and pop the t- typical action that a, a pop bait gives you. And the sinking one, which have a moving weight, which is great because, um, as you know um, about mass transfer, which is typical to our lures. Well, the sinking, that prop, have that moving weight on the hook shank. So when you cast the hook, the weight goes on the bottom of the hook. You make a better, longer cast, more accurate. And then the bait sinks and rolls on the, on, on, on the fall, which is very attractive with the prop spinning around. So you can fish at different level. And you still can fish on the top if you really pretty fast. That sinking one will work. And we also have the, the replacement. <laughs> You're already up against the line and I got
0: the (laughs) other thing. Um, (laughs) I know I I knew it would be hard to fit you in in a short time because you love to talk and you've got so many great products. Uh, I want to remind people about the discount. So again, uh, use the discount codes that are up on the screen right now for the next 24 hours for a 20% discount and 15%. And again, if you people want to throw some questions up here, uh, I'm sure Patrick Please. can come back and answer them uh, while we are airing our episode. But I gotta, I gotta remove you from the screen now, Patrick, because I got my buddy Jose.
1: In the Thank you <laughs> so much. Thanks, man. <laughs> and uh, we will see you again Thank next you so Tuesday. Surely. See you next week, guys.
0: Okay. Well. um. Patrick is, is very passionate about what he does, and God knows I love his lures. I've been using them for a lo- very long time, and um, I you know, it's so great to be, to be working with him for all these years. So with no further ado, I'm going to bring up my friend Jose Angel from Cedros Outdoor Adventures. C- Jose, how are you,
2: man? Hey, everybody. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, your your picture is a little bit clearer than uh, Patrick's was. As as I was mentioning, people uh, Patrick was on satellite, so uh, unfortunately it wasn't super clear. But everything else should be good to go here. Um, well, I'm setting up, Jose. Why don't you tell us about Cedros Outdoor Adventures? Maybe a little brief uh, history about the island um, and what you've got going on there.
2: Well, I couldn't hear the last part of your question. Could you say it again?
0: Tell us about Cedros.
2: Okay. <laughs> I can do that. Well, Cedros is an island in the Pacific uh, uh Pacific coast of Baja California. It's a a pretty big island. I think it's the third largest of Mexico. And most of the people on the west coast, most of the anglers of the west coast knows that Uh, They've been visiting the island for decades. Uh, It's it's a very cool destination for fishing. You can find a good-sized yellowtail uh, and plenty of yellowtail. You can find a lot of calicos, which uh, it seems that Patrick uh, have all the gear that uh, anybody can need for that. Um, I like them, I like his stuff. And, um, well, the island is also, well known for, for other species like uh, uh, dorados and um, um, Hollywood, uh, Yahoo sometimes and uh, white sivas. There are several there's at least like 10, 15 species that you can catch over there. Um, we don't have pelagic, we don't have like marlin or um, anything from the offshore because it's a very shallow location compared to other places. But it's a good fishing for for those of you who want uh pretty much consistent action and uh um well the best thing of, of uh this location is that on my point of view is that uh, you don't have to go that far to fish you can start fishing uh, 10 minutes from the lodge basically and and i'm talking about a 40 to 50 pound uh, yellowtail or the calicos within minutes too
0: Yeah. I mean, I caught a yellowtail there on one of my trips right against the island. I mean, (laughs) I mean the, the fishing there is, is incredible, but of course, for us, you know, one of my favorite things of course is to go for the calico bass because it doesn't get hammered um, like other places, you know, you don't have half day party boats going out there and hammering the, the calicos all the time. So you, you, you really have the chance of catching not only numbers, but a real trophy calico. Yeah. And,
2: and that's, that's, I think that's one of the things that attracts a lot of people that, um, you get, you get plenty of fish. You get uh, a lot of faction, of course. Uh, A lot of people like to set their schedule for the day. Start with yellowtail because it's the more intense, more energy demanding. And then in the afternoon, uh, they go out fishing for calico, which is a little bit more relaxing or, or, uh, yeah less less energy demanding uh, they're smaller of course uh the other thing i like um, to promote about the island is that um well our location in general the whole island is uh, is very nice it's beautiful there's not a lot of uh, development nearby i think it is one of the most remote locations in mexico for for uh in Baja California for next to civilization let's say like that um and for that the the fisheries are very healthy they they don't they haven't been hammered by commercial uh, fishermen by commercial uh, companies or or anything like that uh, and actually is protected from um from outside outside uh, companies to fish on the island so that gives us many incentives to keep protecting it and also um i don't know i like i like the environment thinking that that uh it's gonna be stable in in terms of fishing quality for a long long time
0: yeah it's it's an amazing place um i mean i've been lucky enough to go there I, i think four times or so now I've been there to visit you. I've been there on a, mother, a couple of mothership trips, actually, um, yeah, yeah. which were, were pretty cool. I, I went with one on the Islander. I went on one with um, the Q105. Uh, that was the first time I was there many, many, many years ago. And um, like I said, I mean, to me, the big addiction is always the calico bass fishing. Uh, but I've also been there on those insane, wide open, big yellowtail bites um, that are just nuts. Um, and because it's an Island, there's generally someplace to hide. If, if the weather does, uh, turn sour on you, if it does get windy, there's a lot of times someplace to hide. Of course, I was there the it, one time a hurricane hit it, you know, or I was supposed to go the one time a hurricane hit it and I had to cancel our trip. Yeah, uh, Zachary Thomas actually had a, or Zachary Clift, I'm sorry. Uh, says is the airport open yet? And that's kind of a, a good question. How does somebody go about I mean, it's an island. How, how do we get there? We were lucky enough on this episode. We did a road trip and you guys picked us up from shore with our kayaks and took us out there.
2: But yeah, uh, how do uh,
0: people get there?
2: Yeah, that's 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 a very common question about the island. All of our anglers get there uh, flying oh. in, usually from the Ensenada, from the US, the airport. It's a work in progress. We're still confident that by the um, by the beginning of the season, which is late June, early July, uh, the airport will be open and functional. We're working on it with following up, and uh, I- I'm pretty confident that it's going to happen.
0: Did oh, something well, happen? It so got far, closed. I mean, what happened to the airport?
2: Yeah, the airport is being closed. Uh, for for safety reason, mostly, uh, I think like eight months, eight months for now. Wow. Uh, they haven't been able to put together the the resources to to fix it properly. Uh, the last thing I we're doing is uh, giving some some um, very very fast repair. And as far as I know, as soon as the the uh, Mexican uh, FAA opens their offices in Mexico, they'll be uh, granting the permit, the temporary permit for six months. That's that's where we are now. We're just waiting maybe next week, something like that, the, the permit will be issued, and commercial flights will be able to go into the island. Um, we're expecting that during that time, from now to June, uh, there's going to be the, the proper amount of money to fix it, uh, I mean, like making it like new. So, uh, so normally if somebody books a
0: trip and I know you've got a couple different options, right? Um, the, they can, what, well, when I went the time, the one time we drove, you picked us up, up here, we drove down to, <coughs> excuse me, Ensenada, jumped on a commercial flight and went over.
2: Yeah. That, that and is then one now of the you have, a,
0: and then you also have a private plane, right?
2: Correct. Yeah, the, the, there's, those are two options that you can choose to get to the island and fish. Uh, one is that you say, um, we picked you up in San Diego, I drive you down to Ensenada, and from Ensenada you take a plane, one hour and forty minutes flight to the island um, on a Cessna Grand Caravan for 13 passengers. Th- those are nice planes, very well maintained. And the other option we offer is uh, flying directly from Brownfield Airport in San Diego. Uh, straight to the island. Um, the uh, that flight is uh, two hours, maybe with a quick stop in either San Felipe, Tijuana, or um, Ensenada, depending on weather conditions and captain decision. The uh, we're thinking about a third option, maybe to start offering, depending on the market, is um, flying from uh, CBX, the the bridge uh, from. To cross the border from the u.s into mexico it's a very convenient way to cro- to go across the border It's, uh, i believe 15 dollars you pay to go across and it's a really good option for for those of i mean it's an intermediate uh it's in the middle of between the uh the flight from san diego and the flight from Ensenada. i like to see it that way uh different prices these different uh, dates and all that you can check all of that in our webpage
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, with no further ado, I'm going to bring the episode up. And like I said, what yeah. we had done, and this was several years ago, we had done a road trip uh, with my daughter, uh, my friend, Sean, and then a couple other guys uh, came down and joined us a little bit later. And we had actually gone down to Mexico or down through Baja, went down to Mag Bay. Uh, our Mag Bay trip was kind of sketchy. And we called Jose and said, Hey Jose, can we show up a few days early? And, uh, thankfully was, was kind enough to accommodate us, had a boat meet us on shore. And what was that like an hour boat ride something like that? Yeah, it's about an
2: hour. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, So about an hour boat ride, we were able to load up all our gear and our kayaks on a ponga and they, they ran us out to the Island. So we had our own gear, um, which is cool. It is nice to have your own kayaks. I know you do have kayaks at your place. Uh, I know because I gave them to you.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, still there, (laughs) functional and everything. They're they're good kayaks.
0: Yeah, they're all uh, Jackson kayaks, and um, I I believe they were Kuda 14s is what I left down there. So, Anyway, with no further ado, let's get this episode rolling. This week on the Kayak Fishing Show, we are out at Cedros Island with our good friend Jose from Cedros Outdoor Adventures. I brought along my daughter, I brought along my good friend Sean, and a couple of members of the Jackson Kayak Fishing Team. We are chasing after big fish in some really rough conditions. Stick around. This show is awesome. Oh, now am I going to have problems? (laughs) Yes, as is typical, as I recall on this trip, not the entire time, but we had some days of really, really heavy wind.
2: Yeah, you always bring the bad weather.
0: I I am the king of bad weather.
3: This week on Jackson Kayaks Kayak Fishing Show, we continue our three week road trip down the coast of Baja, Mexico. Today, we're headed to Bahia, Tortuga to catch a ride to the island of Cedros, where we're hooking up with Jose and the gang from Cedros Outdoor Adventures.
0: This week we're on Cedarus Island with Cedrus Outdoor Adventures. Uh, we have visited the island a couple of times once on a uh, motorboat trip down, uh, once on a fly down, and then we did it again on our uh, road trip. Yeah, we've been, uh, we actually just crossed over driving over 1,000 miles. So rough roads, a lot of vibration. So it's always a good idea to pull over every so often. Check your kayak straps. Last thing you want is uh, anything flying off.
3: After a two-hour drive down a bumpy dirt road, the guys arrive safe without too much damage. It's the Mexican jumping pistachio. However, in true road trip fashion, they're hours late and their ride is nowhere to be seen.
0: (laughs) Well, we have got to uh, Punta Eugenia. And uh, this is where we're supposed to get a ponga out to Cedros. Um, But we're not 100% sure. And we came in a couple days early. So our contact, Jose, is not here. He's not going to get here until uh, tomorrow. So we're not exactly sure who we're uh, hooking up with. He said something about a gate. Because the people at the gate will know.
4: We're trying to get some boats to get over to Cedros. Um, We were expected two hours ago, so we're late. So we're not sure if the boats left us or if there were any boats at all. So we're just trying to get back over to the island. The guys are saying that they're gonna call. They don't sound too confident about it, but we're hoping it'll go over well. With
3: the help of friendly locals, Calls are made and finally the boats arrived, but winds have picked up and it's going to be a bumpy ride.
0: wanted to come back because Jose is is such a great host at Cedar's Outdoor Adventures, but he built himself a new lodge here um, that he invited us to come see and uh, well worth the trip. His new place is absolutely amazing. Um, You know, forget whatever you're doing out on the water, being able to sit at this hotel uh, out on the patio overlooking the ocean every evening is fantastic.
3: When we come back, Jim, Sean, and Kirsten get on the water. Time for some epic yellowtail and calico bass fishing off the shores of Cedros. Day one,
0: Cedros Island. It's a good thing. Love it out here, man. So where'd you go? Are they you had dropped out for a little bit there, Jose. You still there?
2: Yeah, I'm sorry. Something going on.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's the day of bad connections. So, I mean, we just briefly showed um, your place and I mean, a, a long cry from where we went the first time we went with you because originally you were um, using a, a local hotel, right?
2: Yeah. And, Not well, and now... Well, I, I just... Now that I saw the images that you... On, on those how many years ago was that like five that we
0: did this trip um yeah. at least
3: four
2: Dang. well he's five right now yeah you, you should be you should see a lot of changes we've been we've been build cabins and uh build more stuff over there that that um it looks much better
0: well how can it look much better
2: <laughs> it was it was absolutely beautiful the I mean, the
0: whole place is so cool um you said you've added cabins so how many people can you accommodate uh
2: right now we have um 28 beds really yeah remember you have uh, the main building over there and we built two more cabins uh we put three beds on each of the rooms uh, on the main building is eight eight rooms. So you have 24 beds over there and plus four on the on two and two on each of the cabins. Um, We have a few plans to stop, of course, that uh, a lot of plans, like many people have been uh, stopped by by the pandemic. And um, we haven't been able to do much this year. But I mean, the changes that you will see from the last time that you were there, there's going to be a lot of surprises for you. You're going to like it.
0: I can't I can't wait to go back um, And let's actually talk about some friends about uh seeing how we can get back there Uh w- when and if we ever are allowed to open things back up again, right? Yeah, I
2: know <laughs> Everything is in the air
0: But uh, to me, this was such a special play uh, uh trip because when I started planning the trip it, it was to do a, a road trip Down baja and we only did like two weeks and quite honestly if you want to do a, a real good Baja road trip, give yourself a month. Cause there is so much to see so much. I mean, I, I love the Baja, but when I started planning the trip, my daughter told me, I mean, didn't ask me, she told me that she was going to come on the trip with us. And so I was like, oh, that's cool. And she ended up catching the biggest fish on the trip. I don't think that's in this episode. It's on the next episode. Cause this is actually, we've got two parts. Uh, we'll finish this one up next Thursday or next Tuesday. So anyway, Let's keep it rolling.
3: Welcome back. This week, we're on Cedros Island off the coast of Baja with Cedros Outdoor Adventures. The guys rise early in anticipation of day one on the water.
0: Had some awesome trips to this place and uh, looking forward to another one. It's going to be a fun adventure. Calico bass lots of yellowtail. Maybe even some white sea bass. We've been catching white sea bass out here too. Nothing wrong with catching a white sea bass. Probably um, white sea bass in Spanish means delicious. You know that, right? (laughs) Delicious. calico look at that brother that's a quality calico bass (laughs) that is a nice calico I guess we were too lazy to get out of the kayaks that morning (laughs) we went outside actually looking for yellowtail and in the process, we're throwing iron and whatnot and came across calico bass, and I've never really caught that many calicos out in 80, 90 feet of water, but uh, that's what we were catching, and it was every cat. I mean, I love the calico bass fishing here at center always have. That's why I personally like to come back here, is because I love the calico bass fishing wasn't expecting to get it out there in that deep water but we got into a flurry of these fish and it was every cast my hand was just beat up the technique we're using for fishing out here is called yo-yoing basically using a heavy iron lure drop down to the bottom and just grind it up i see some people yo-yo sometimes and you start to get a little lazy, and it's that won't do it. You got to get that action like it's a fleeing bait, and that kind of excites the prey. You cannot wind faster than these fish can swim, so you can grind it as fast as you want. That's what you need. Yo yo fishing means just it's a lot of work, but that's what gets those fish fired up, that's what's going to get you bit. Dang it! <laughs> what do you think
4: you caught, John? Uh, I'm going for halibut, maybe. Or possibly a whale. But it's probably <laughs> a calico. I bet you're right. There he is! <laughs> At least you are way more fun on the lighter gear. Man, he just drilled that swim bait. Yeah, that one well. Woo, woo, woo! Those are solid calicos, man. Oh, there we go. <laughs> you
0: know, there's nothing wrong with just having a day of catching though, you
4: know? Yeah, I mean look at that. Another little tweety, sitty, off you go.
0: Just like to get some of the Larger models. I got
4: got some Grandes over there, man.
0: Well, that one that just came unbuttoned was a good fish. You caught another one.
4: I did. But it's a Calico. That's a better one. Yeah, a little
0: chunky. We've had a fun morning so far. Around after this commercial and see if we can get some of these yellows, yeah. So, as I'm recalling now, because you got to kind of go back and remember the trip, um, this way, we had a lot of really warm water, so there wasn't a lot of kelp on the inside, um, so we there wasn't that where you would normally fish the calicos. Uh, either, either in the kelp beds or you're in the boiler rocks and there was really not much kelp. So we went out fish deep and we're yo-yoing for yellowtail, but we just happened to get on a spot that was just wide open calicos in deep water. So that's why we're using kind of heavy gear, much heavier gear than you would normally fish for, for calicos. But, uh, Hey, if you can go out there and just catch fish works for me.
3: Outdoor Adventures, and so far Jose and the gang have yet to let us down.
4: All morning I was catching little calicos on my big pelagic stuff and I was like, "Ah, I don't want to switch because that's when I'm going to catch something big. And I switched and that's when I caught something big. And what's really ridiculous is this was on a little swim bait. They had no tail left. I was feeling like it was time to throw it away. And was, as I was reeling it in, it just got destroyed. All right, I'm a leader. I don't, oh, there it is. I got a nice yellow. I mean, a really nice yellow. Nothing huge, but for a bass rod, I will totally take it. You know, I like to have my thumb up, just a straight lift, wait till it's really circling by the boat, which he's not quite doing yet. My radius dead, Jim, but you can see, look at that, he was on this tiny, chewed up little swim bait that was used for calicos, and I finally get the yellowtail I've been looking for all day. So... This Sebel
0: soft swimmers have a, a variable weight system, so you can put on as many weights as you want on. But the weights I have are for the bigger hook. I didn't have any of the smaller hook weights, so they uh, slip a little bit on there. So use a little super glue and glue it on there. Also, when I put the plastic on, I'll super glue the plastic onto the hook so it won't slide as much. Keeps it from, uh... when the fish short bites it, a lot of times I'll grab it by the tail and pull it off. And then your hooks keep, your plastics get worn out very quickly that way. This guy came out and slammed it right up against the side.
3: That beautiful calico bass. With an amazing first day on the water coming to a close, time to head to their home away from home for the week. The spectacular Baja Magic Lodge, high on the cliffs overlooking the ocean.
2: My name is Jose Angel Sanchez Pacheco. In Mexico we have two last names, two first names. Um, We're on Cedros Island, which is the island in the Pacific coast right between San Diego and Cabo San Lucas, to give you an idea. We are the belly button of the peninsula to the west. Wanted to come back because Jose is is such a great host at
0: Cedros Outer Adventures, but he built himself a new lodge here um, that he invited us to come see. And uh, well worth the trip. His new place is absolutely amazing. Um, you know, forget whatever you're doing out on the water, being able to sit at this hotel, uh, out on the patio overlooking the ocean every evening it is
3: fantastic. Jose and his family have a deep love for the island of Cedros, and they show it by making it their mission to protect the island's natural resources and creating jobs for the local economy. After spending more than 30 years as a marine biologist, he created Cedros Outdoor Adventures a company specializing in fishing, diving and ecotourism with a commitment to protecting the island for generations to come.
2: This company initially was an ecotour, but then people start asking for fishing. And uh, well, that's what uh, guided us to what the client wanted. In the beginning, we started uh, out of, with nothing, basically. But then people on the island help us a lot, friends help a lot, they encourage us. And then we started uh, by renting boats. Now we have boats. We started by renting a hotel in the island. Now we have our own place. So we've been growing with the business, and also um, uh, we like to think that we'll, we're also helping the community to develop new economic opportunities. And that's uh, between us. Uh, and the other companies that do sport fishing on the island. uh, We are promoting that as an extra activity. I believe that, I'm sure that by now, uh, sport fishing on the island is the third largest economy of the island. And we're bringing a lot of income to local people. little ballast point there. Stay
3: tuned. When we come back, Jim and Sean are joined by two up-and-coming kayak anglers, Adrian and Jared. We're here to prove that they can keep up with the big boys.
0: It's more like the old boys. So, I guess I need to add you back on. Jose, you said their uh, sport yeah. fishing is the number three economy there. What's number one and two?
2: Well, number one is the... Uh... A salt company. They're they're transporting salt from the island everywhere in the world. Uh, the other two is the, the the Fisherman Cooperative. They of course they have uh, big money products like Avalon and lobster, so they're they're pretty strong economically. And now the ecotourism or the sport fishing companies that it is uh, four of us on the island.
0: Oh really? There's four now.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's been, it's been four, four-ish.
0: Yeah. That's always the, the funny thing is because it is so dry there that they just, there's just mountains of salt. So they actually, they, they bring the salt from the mainland out to the island and then ship it from there.
2: Yeah. From Guerrero Negro, they bring barges, uh, loaded with salt and, and they just pile it up on the island separated by the size of the grain and then send it to whoever uh it anywhere. They can take it to Brazil, to Europe, uh Canada for for many uses. The salt it's incredible to know how much uses the salt, regular sodium chloride, how many stuff they can make with that.
0: Right. And because Cedros is so dry, I so said they can just of course it's so dry but the one time I was there, it rained. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my my I love try
2: not S. to invite you very often. <laughs> to <do the> hurricanes. <laughs> no, but it's. Uh, uh, I mean, the 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 um, and I should mention also that the other reason I like Cedros a lot and why it's uh, uh, a good destination to go uh, is because of the weather. The weather is so mild. Uh, you, you you tasted um, a little bit of the wind, but um, it's really not hot. It's really not humid. It's really not windy. And if it's windy, we always have a one side of the island where we're able to fish all the time. So basically, uh, when you go to Cedros, you have the 99% chances of going out fishing every day, and that's a, that's a good good plus when when you uh, come to the island to fish. And also, I mean, I know you said you originally started out
0: as an eco tour kind of things. And, and I, and as a kayaker, I think kayakers are very in tune to that sort of thing. Um, just to paddle there, it, the island almost feels prehistoric and, you know, volcanic and, um, but the, the seals, the sea lions, the elephant seals, I was very surprised to see elephant seals. And, I mean, yeah. it's just such an amazing place just to go paddling.
2: Well, I think that um, if you can convince Jackson to make some uh, translucent kayaks to see underneath, that will be <laughs> a hit. That will be something that, that you can – because the, the, the kelp the rocks, the, the, the whole place is just incredible on the water. It's really something that you – You can profit from it if you bring the right people and the right equipment. I've been thinking really seriously about uh, building a boat and putting a glass bottom. I don't know (laughs) how to do it. I'm just trying to think about it, but I I think that'll be something that people will. Well, the
0: the water there is so clear. Um, and I don't, I imagine that's because it is volcanic. So there's not as much sediment in the water. Um, but like I said, just just an amazing place just to go paddle, let alone the fishing and the free diving is great. Um, you know, we I, when I did the mo- one mothership trip, we had several free di- divers with us, and they just slayed the big yellowtail. And I um, mean, like I said, just a beautiful place to dive.
2: Yeah, some some people is uh, we have some groups uh, just to spearfishing uh, and uh, look on the water and also some of, some of the local kids start doing it and uh, even some of them have their own youtube channel they're oh, really? really popular they they're doing great yeah i'm i'm very happy for them because they have a of course not only the the catching or the the fish uh the the uh what you can see on the water is just so nice so there's everything down there it's really cool yeah
0: it's Ah, It's just making me want to go back.
2: You know you can go whenever (laughs) you're ready.
0: Whenever it opens.
2: Yeah, that was true.
3: Welcome back. (laughs) It's day two on the island of Cedros. Jim and Sean are geared up and ready to hit the water. Late last night, they're joined by friends Jared and Adrian, who are stoked to get out there and pull on some big yellows.
4: Go on the kayak, put a bait in, and paddle slow. And then when the fish hits it, take it out of the rod holder and then flip it into here.
5: <laughs> Cedros is amazing. It's a lot bigger than I thought. And the fish are
0: like- So I'll pause that just very briefly. Why my daughter did that little instructional is because literally like <laughs> yeah. just, before, just before this trip, I had taken her out and she'd gotten a, a really nice yellow tail... Out off La Jolla and she had thrown the reel in gear while it was still in the rod holder and it yanked her (laughs) over (laughs) but she held on to the rod got back in the kayak and we landed the fish so that's why she she gave her little instructional there on the proper way to do it
2: yeah I I need to write it down
0: Well, I was paddling the Jackson Kayak Kraken, my signature boat. But we designed that thing to excel in, in big water. Um, so it handles that slop and chop and, and movement and just continues to glide. I was paddling it uh, the other day in just a ripping current. And I felt like I had a motor on behind me. I mean, the boat is so fast. It's such a good paddling boat. Anybody who enjoys paddling, would enjoy the cracking. And then the, the fishing stuff is all just bonus, and it's designed really well for fishing.
4: Fishing some live bait today. We actually found a huge school of uh, really tiny sardines, but there was some nice uh, mackerel in the mix there. So we've got live bait on, and we're going to see if we can get a yellow. Uh, well, I
0: wish I had my drift shoot with me. That definitely helps you in the wind, slows down your drift, makes it more fishable. Just gotta pay attention to what's going on because we're getting blown into the beach.
5: Yeah, got it.
0: Look at that, that is a quality calico bass. Fishing in the boiler rocks, it really helps if you can fish weedless, like I'm doing with this uh, soft swimmer, because getting snagged in the boiler rocks in a kayak is a real problem, because then you got to drag yourself into the z- danger zone. You always want to stay aware if you're in really true boiler rocks where there's a lot of surf action, because uh, sneaker sets can come through and take you out, so... I always keep my paddle in my lap. You know, I generally don't slide it up front when I'm fishing the boilers. Always keeping an eye over my shoulder. Generally try not to turn my back on the waves. I'll be sideways to a wave, so at least I can only have to do a quarter turn and not a full half turn to get myself going back out. The main thing is, is, you know, just like any kind of fishing, is, you know, you got to get in there in that structure. And And calico bass, they love to be in that structure. They love to be in that turbulent water. So you got to be willing to toss the lure in there and getting close enough to uh,
5: to do it. Drop the jig down because we're metering fish and we saw them in the same spot yesterday. And jig, jig up and down, and not getting any bites. And then all of a sudden, this thing hits like a freight train. So, I hooked up that halibut, and at first I thought it might have been a yellowtail. We're jigging, yo-yoing for yellowtail, and this thing just hit. I'm like, okay, I'm on. And <laughs> it is. felt a couple head shakes. It didn't quite feel like a yellowtail, but I knew it was a big fish. It was pulling me pretty hard, and just started winding on it. I got this rod drag set down tight, so I'm just winching it in. and. It's not pulling a whole lot of drag after a little while, I kind of gave up. And the next thing you know, there's this big barn door halibut at the end of my line under the boat and we're freaking out. Like, oh, we got to get it in. And Sean, got a perfect gaff shot on it. it, li- woke up, got his second wind right there, but <laughs> we got it on the boat and that's what matters. <laughs> oh! yeah,
1: yeah! That was a big fish, beautiful fish.
2: Good job, amigos.
3: An incredible day ends with a bang. The guys have hooked dozens of calicos and end the day off with a monster halibut. Time to head in, carve it up, and have a feast.
4: He's <laughs> doing
0: a great job
1: hard to cut a fish that big
0: well there we go nice. uh, I- <laughs> You said at that time I, I remember you were saying that was one of the biggest halibut you you'd seen caught there.
2: That <laughs> still. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen anything bigger than that, yeah. Remember how much how many pounds was that?
0: I don't, but it, it I mean it was big. I, I, I don't remember the weight. You have a
2: photo I, in the shows. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I mean that,
0: that was a great fish. So, um I didn't make up a banner um so if people want to look into Cedros and, and for people who are watching part two of this, um, will be showing, uh, next Tuesday, but if somebody wants uh, information about Cedros Outdoor Adventures.
1: Yes, yeah, sure.
2: Uh, of course the website is Cedros Outdoor Uh, is, uh, I know you will find email, uh, telephone numbers, uh, uh all kinds of way to communicate with us and uh yeah just uh you can check uh what dates you want to go uh we're starting this year we're gonna start in july august september october and and we're thinking about opening november because this year november was very good uh there's even there were some fish in december but november was really really good for for yellowtail and calico's
0: yeah, September, October are like my favorite, but uh, I mean, like you said, November was such a, a beautiful weather this year. That
2: yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's that's why we're thinking about opening also November. For some reason, it seemed that the the season is is getting late. Uh, remember, uh, I don't know, if, uh, four years ago, maybe five years ago, uh, June was really good. Now it's moving to July. A little bit later so now we're looking at uh november being also really good so for some reason fish stay there longer uh get there later and uh we just uh, moving according to the to the present and the calicos are always there oh yeah yeah and also uh the white sea bass they don't have a season uh dorado will be more like august and september the, the warmer months uh, yeah, who knows? Those things are hard to predict. Well, the same with white Sivas, but um, yeah, you know, uh, there's like uh, Jared said he he was looking for Yellowtail and he got a Hollywood, so there's right. there's a lot of fish over there, yeah,
0: yeah, it's a, it's such a great place. So, Jose, I appreciate you being on here today and uh, try to stay warm up there in Idlewild. <laughs> It's fine.
2: I'm just wearing a sweatshirt. And um, yeah, Happy New Year, Jim. Thank you for having me. Uh, <laughs> my dog is here. <laughs> uh, well, we're dog
0: lovers here, so thanks. And you know what? I see Patrick Sabiel
1: is still sitting there. <laughs> of course. I was, watching, well, I was uh, watching the episode with a lot of interest. I was thinking, well, maybe sometime I, I join both of you and have a great time on this beautiful yeah, yeah, Cedros uh,
0: okay. Island. That would be amazing. Yeah,
1: try not to come where Jim comes.
0: Patrick knows all Have about Patrick knows all about
4: bad weather.
0: <laughs> I sat in his house in Florida during Hurricane Sandy. Um
2: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> so,
0: yes, I he knows yeah. all about me bringing we, the bad weather. So I'm gonna throw this up there one more time. The uh, discount
1: man, we're, we're still pretty, pretty with that hurricane. But then we have a lot of good discussion. We did good video indoors when, you know, the the wind were hurling outside.
0: Yeah, we we always have a good time. But for anybody who's still interested, the uh, discount code for um, at bandofanglers.com is uh, on the screen there. So 20% for 24 hours and then 15% until we're back on next week. Thanks, you guys. I really appreciate you being on here today. It was a lot of fun. Um, Patrick, let's get you a better signal. (laughs) (laughs) And you guys take care. And again, a happy new year.
2: Thank you, Jim. Thank you so much. Happy new year, everybody. everybody.
4: What